For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Today, I'm on till 6. After basketball season's over, I'll be back at my regular time, 3 to 6. Sometimes I move around so you can check me out on Facebook, Twitter, at Monica Perez Show, or on my uh, website, MonicaPerezShow.com, to see exactly what I'm on. But we've, uh, we are in the middle of a very... Uh, interesting and unusual conversation about what's really going on with Trump. Normally what I get on my show and I hear on other shows is just who are you for and why. But I've noticed something really strange about this Trump phenomenon and I've noticed it since June and I first wrote about it in July that unlike previous times when he said he was going to throw his hat in the ring and had he was taken very seriously by the media and given an unbelievable, to use one of his words, amount of press coverage to the point where if you really dig in, you can find some analyses of that. He got 10 times uh, the presence on Fox as Jeb Bush. In, uh, I saw an article in July about that. In August, 10 times, the article said he got 10 times more coverage than everybody else combined across the media. In December, that number is up to 25 times media coverage of everyone else combined in the media. And that is not how you treat somebody you don't like. So I understand why the left does it, because they think that Hillary can beat him. So that's why CNN and MSNBC are what they, I never even heard this expression before, but it's coming out now because of these guys in the tank for Hillary. Uh, And that, but why is the right doing it? I mean, I'm, my fear is that they, they're willing to give this one to Hillary to, to reassert uh, the supremacy of the Republican establishment, because if Hillary wins after this kind of grassroots surge from Trump, then the people who support Trump will have this responsibility that they uh, that because they strayed from the winning establishment thing that we got Hillary instead, and then that'll be a lesson to us never, ever to do that again. My argument is that the GOP and the media are not vetting Trump and that Hillary will, that there's a lot of skeletons in his closet, not that you want to destroy him, but if you bring it up now and get it all out, like I think with Bill's sex scandals and Hillary's emails and stuff, you get fatigued by hearing it and it and it doesn't have the impact as when it's a big surprise. So I, I think that 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 both the media and the Republican Party are doing a real disservice to 
uh, the Trump supporters, and I'm I'm not convinced that it's incompetence, as everyone would say. But I I want to uh, have a lot of great calls. So what I want to do is get to as many as possible. So if I uh, if you're online and I pick up for you, give me everything you got in a minute. <laughs> so let's start with Mike and McDonough. Hi, Mike. You're on with Monica. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I think I'm gonna give it to you quick. I think um, that Rubio and Cruz or ankle biter lightweights. Now that's one thing. But here here's the other. If he's a plant, then uh if I had my choice between Trump or Hillary, I'm still gonna vote for Trump whether he's been planted in there or not. Then then the third the third thing is uh, that Trump is uh it seems like he's moving ahead even still and uh I I believe that um he'll win and the reason i'm saying that is because of this hillary and bill have as many skeletons in the closet as they're trying to say that trump does if you go back to that lawyer vance who committed suicide oh yeah and and if you keep going back to arkansas Mm -hmm. trump has enough money to dig into those things where other people have not really bothered or questioned it and i believe that if it comes down to a fight between trump and hillary that Trump's going to take his money and really dig into Arkansas and really dig into what now, Bill Hillary did. That's where I disagree with you, Mike. I I, uh, I agree with you. Trump and Rubio are, I mean, Rubio and Cruz are no match for Trump or Hillary, probably. Uh, I understand that you would still vote for Trump. Uh, if, it, if I was forced to vote between Trump and Hillary, I would pick Trump, too. But I disagree with you in that. Uh, you say that they've got these skeletons. And by the way, if you want to know just a starter set on their skeletons, watch the Clinton Chronicles on YouTube. It's like a an hour and 40 minute documentary. That's just the tip of the iceberg. But you're saying that Trump would uh, dig into his deep pockets and attack them. My, I'm saying that if the media wants Hillary to win, they have been giving Trump really, by my estimations, hundreds of millions of dollars of free advertising. That's what's going on here. And I don't think his pockets are as deep as he says they are. I just read a book, Trump Nation, which was kind of a funny book. But the point of it was really that he's he's about his brand. He's about being a reality star more than just, uh, you know, that he's not even really a billionaire. So if you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars, that I don't think that he's going to be able to come up with that. It, it would take the media to do it. And if the media turns on him, his skeletons will be vetted for the first time and Hillary's will remain in the closet. But uh, I, it's going to be interesting. I'll give you that. Ed in Tyrone. Hi, Ed. You're on with Monica. Hey, well, thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to say with Trump, there are so, probably so many skeletons in his closet that if the media really wanted to do their job, the same with Clinton, and expose some of his business contacts, like Frank Lorenzo, which he says is a friend of his, which he says he loves his business model. The only problem with Frank Lorenzo was that he destroyed Eastern Airlines in Atlanta. He took a union airline and totally destroyed it with non-union people. And, I and Trump's airline media. failed, too. There were a lot of failures in Trump's uh, business experience. And, and why don't they talk about that? I mean, a lot of the stuff that he tried to run failed. The casino went bankrupt. The airline um, went under. There's a lot there. 
And it's not just the domestic aspect of it. This is probably the most crucial time in the history of the of, of this planet. You have Russia on the move in the Middle East. You have China on the move in the Sea of uh, Sea of China. You just have so much opportunity for for war. The price of oil is unbelievably low, and nations that rely on oil like Russia, you, you don't you can't tell me that they're not looking to make moves. And Trump is just another Obama. Uh you have an amateur coming in and you know what? It just it's a very scary, scary time. You know, not just for the domestic side but for the international side. I and do you're gonna put a shyster yeah. in you're gonna put a shyster in there that, that has a a loud mouth uh, a TV TV thing because you're mad at the government. I think that I I will say the one thing that I I don't think is true. I think these guys get in. Uh, But I feel like even if it's Trump, there is, uh, you know, an elite behind the scenes that are not elected. They don't come and go every four years. They come, uh, they've been around for decades, if not a century in one form or another. So you get in there and you do their work or they start showing you the Zapruder film of JFK uh, being assassinated. I mean, that I, I know that sounds really deep but and dark, but I think, you know, anybody who really scratches the surface on, on how power works, it's not just this, uh, you know, a, a president pops in and has his way every four years. Like Obama raised billions and billions of dollars or or the the election was a multi-billion dollar affair last time they people like warren buffett and bill gates aren't just sitting there wondering if their investment is going to work out they're activists you know they're they're making sure it works out they're having an impact uh i'm going to pull in lawrenceville pull you're on with monica Hey, Monica. Hey. Hey, I just wanted to comment on your comment about the fact that, you know, if Trump doesn't win, it sends this message that you really better stick with the establishment candidate. You know, I I don't know what's going to happen with Trump. I I honestly have no idea. He's not the candidate I want to see win. But one thing is guaranteed, in my opinion, if you take the establishment pick, you will lose. The establishment, the past two election cycles, has given us somebody that we've had to vote I, the past two election cycles, I voted yes. against the yes. Democrats. No, Paul, let me tell you. It was useless. It is. I agree with you. And and this is where, where I think it really gets devious, is that if they gave you the establishment guy and he lost, it would be the last nail in the coffin for the establishment. Maybe they know that the fix is in for Hillary, that they're not going to be able to beat her. So instead of having Jeb put the last nail in the coffin for the establishment, they have Trump get, putting the last nail in the resistance. By losing, whether he's in on it or not, like that's that's what I'm saying. And I agree. I was a Ron Paul supporter. And if people had voted their conscience, consciences, they would you would have uh, a president, Ron Paul. Yeah, I don't you know, I don't know. But there there is um, so much more to talk about on this topic, and we might be able to get to it. A little bit more later in the show, I've got a couple of uh, local libertarian items coming up. Uh, Up next, after the break, is going to be Brett Larson, the chair of the Libertarian Party of Georgia, telling us about the Libertarian Convention. And then at the bottom of the hour, Catherine Bernard is going to tell us about a very important bill that's in the uh, Georgia legislature right now that is not getting enough 
press. She's concerned about it. And uh, and she's always been a great advocate for liberty. So you're going to want to tune in for that, too. You can uh, call 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about. This is Monica Perez. I am your libertarian voice on WSB. And you might have noticed if you listen to my show that I virtually never have guests. I just don't do interviews. It's just uh, you and me talking. But I make exceptions for local libertarian events and issues that I think the local libertarian community would like to hear about. So today I have uh, on the line the chairman of the Libertarian Party of Georgia, Brett Larson. Hi, Brett. Hi, Monica. Thank you so much for having me on. So uh, you are here to tell us, to give us some information about uh, what's happening in the Libertarian Party for this election cycle. Tell us. Yeah, so, so many times we think about the national candidates and we only think about Republicans and Democrats. And uh, you've been talking on your show today about the support that we're seeing for Trump. But there is an alternative to that. And the Libertarian Party has been around for a long time to give uh, people that really want to have an actual alternative to the what we consider the one-party system, the Republicans and the Democrats, an opportunity to actually vote for somebody that, from the party of principle. And the and Libertarians are on... Oh, the, the Libertarian Party is generally speaking, the only one that gets on all the ballots in 50 states in addition to the Republicans and Democrats, right? That's correct, yes. There are some other uh, parties out there, but they don't have ballot access everywhere like we do. So the Libertarian Party does give us the ability to put a national candidate out there as an alternative to the one-party system that we have right now. Um, We will be having our convention on uh, March 5th in uh, Marietta, Georgia, and we actually have national candidates coming in that will be seeking our nomination for a president. So we would like to invite your listeners to come and join the convention and hear the national candidate speak so they can have a hand in who will be on the ballot in all 50 states for That's the Libertarian one, Party. one week from today, correct? Yes, it is. One week from today. So uh, if you want, Brett, why don't you, I actually, you did put out a press release, which I posted to my website, MonicaPerezShow.com, and so people can get all the information, all of it's in that press release, right? Uh, yes, ma'am. And if you go to lpgeorgia.com, you can uh, sign up to register for the convention and come and join us. And you can actually come and see uh, John McAfee, the uh, uh, founder of uh, McAfee Antivirus. Who is yeah, and didn't with, uh, he say that he could break into that San Bernardino phone, like this whole big thing between Tim Cook and the FBI? And he's like, yeah, just give me the phone. <laughs> just give me the phone, exactly. I just think violate that's... violate everybody else's uh, rights and uh, give the... Uh, the federal government a key into everybody's iPhone. He said, "Just give me the phone. I'll take care of it. And hand it back to you. Don't worry." I mean, about he is it. one interesting guy. I mean, it's it's worthwhile going just to interact with him. I would think because I I would definitely like to do that. I have a question for you, real quick. Sure. I uh, I always vote Libertarian in the general election to register my protest, even though I'm an anarcho capitalist. Like I really think that it's self limiting government is. Uh, isn't it isn't limiting itself, but uh, I do register Republicans so I can vote for Rand Paul and last time Ron Paul on the primary. But that's okay, right? Or do you discourage oh, no, that's that? Fine. I mean, fortunately, yeah. here in Georgia, you don't have to register as a party oh, member in order I gotta to go. vote. So you can sorry, choose. Brett. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, all right. Thanks so much for that, Brett. Up next, Catherine Bernard. 
Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB every Saturday, usually from 3 to 6. I move around to make room for basketball and football. Season's almost over, but uh, today I am on till 6 taking calls, 404-872-0750 and 1-800-WSB-TALK. And one thing, uh, if you listen to my show, you'll hear I almost never have guests. It's just uh, call and show me and the callers, that's it. But when there are local uh uh, issues that are important to libertarians, I make an exception to that rule. So right before the break, this is a unique show because I've never had two people at once um, on one show. But right before the break, uh, Libertarian Party Chairman Brett Larson called in to tell us that the Libertarian Convention is in Marietta on March 5th. So you can that's next Saturday. So you can go to my website and find information about that. MonicaPerezShow.com. And right now I have uh, on the line. Catherine Bernard, who is a public defender here in Georgia, but she is a political activist. She is always, in uh, my observation, defending the Constitution and the rule of law and is in a unique position because of her uh, grasp of the subjects and her ability to articulate it, to, uh, to really scrutinize the bills that come through the Georgia legislature and she alerts us. If you follow her, she'll alert you to the ones that really need our attention that aren't, that aren't really understood. Maybe we should take action off. So I just posted on my website, a video of Catherine Bernard speaking about HB 941, which she is calling it to talk about now. Hi, Catherine. How are you doing? Hi, Monica. I'm great. Thank you so much for your kind words. I, I mean them sincerely, and I want, I'm hoping that you can uh, assume that people, because this isn't something that has, I haven't seen any other than your, uh, what you've done on this, I really haven't seen any attention given to this issue, and I'm hoping that you can tell us exactly what it is and uh, what you're concerned about, that this is HB 941, and also I'm going to ask you to tell us, you know, when are the votes, what can we do, but uh, just try to give it to us in a nutshell for people who've never heard of it. Well, HB 941 is about reforming the grand jury process. And this got into the news last fall when there was an AJC article saying that 171 people had been shot dead by police in Georgia between 2010 and 2015, and that zero officers had been prosecuted for those cases. So that got a lot of people's attention. Details about cases like Caroline Small and David Hooks made people think, you know, wow, really none of these needed to get prosecuted at all. And so immediately there was a call from the prosecuting attorney's counsel to put in a fix. And their idea for a fix was HB 941. They pointed to the fact that Georgia is the only state that allows officers who are charged with the crime to remain in the grand jury room for the entire presentation of evidence. And the prosecutors pointed to that as the reason that no officers had been indicted for any of these crimes. However, if you look at all of these cases, it was really the district attorneys having a lot of power and being able to give these folks kind of a mini trial uh, where they got to act as the defense attorneys before it got to a regular trial, what we think of as the trial jury. So the grand jury is supposed to be a sanity check. It's supposed to be our voice as the citizens on who goes to trial. And unfortunately, we've had a lot of prosecutors lately who have cut back on that. They've tried to be in charge, and that's produced these bad outcomes. So HB 941 has correctly identified a problem 
that we are seeing, you know, we are not seeing justice in some of these cases that involve officers, but it's incorrectly identified the solution. Just like you mentioned earlier, the Constitution and the rule of law, the answer here lies in having more of a sanity check power by the citizens rather than more power for the government. And what specifically in this gives more power to the government over the citizens? I remember in watching your video, you pointed out that re- that if a regular citizen were to appear before a grand jury, they would have uh, certain rights or no rights, but this would, would make a distinction. Now, the rule of law, a lot of people don't realize what the rule of law really means is, in my understanding anyway, is that the that the government, the people in the government are subject to the exact same rules as the people, the regular people. And, and so it's a rule of law rather than a rule of rulers. But this actually makes, uh, distinguishes between the way regular citizens are treated and the way officers are treated before the grand jury. Is that correct? Well, that distinction is already in Georgia law. And so officers already do have a guaranteed right to testify in front of a grand jury. And now remember, a grand jury is the one deciding whether or not someone proceeds to trial as opposed to a trial jury, which is deciding guilty or not guilty after, you know, what what we see as the presentation of evidence. So the grand jury in this case... They should be the citizens who have the power over over deciding who who gets to go to trial. And unfortunately, the district attorneys have sort of clawed that back a little. And the way they do it in HB 941 is by setting the schedule. They decide, you know, well, now the investigation is complete, so we're going to let you look at, at this case, when really it should be the grand jury making that decision. And what, when, how is this, uh, what do you recommend? What would you like to see happen? Well, first of all, I I think it would be great for us all to understand a little bit more about our power to serve on grand juries and trial juries. I hate it when I hear smart, wonderful people say, oh, I really tried to get out of jury duty. That's a great time where you can really make a difference. You know, somebody who is casting a vote in every election, when you serve on a jury, you really have an opportunity to make your voice heard. So that's what I think we we need to embrace overall. But when it comes to HB 941 specifically, I think we need to look at who do we want making the decision about who goes to trial. This is pretty, this is kind of a central question in government, you know, who goes to trial. And I think we can look at outcomes like 171 people being shot dead, you know, and many of those shootings were justified, you know. But the question is, were all of them justified? And the fact that none of them made it to the trial stage, that's showing us that we as the people need to exercise a little bit more oversight. HB 941 means less oversight for us. And how uh, and what do you recommend that people do? When is this coming to a vote? What's the what's the what are the important dates and what can people do? Well, we don't know where it's going to be in the state Senate yet. It hasn't been assigned to a committee. It has already passed the House. Uh, that's the, the first chamber in the Georgia General Assembly. So we are asking folks to contact your state senator, and you need to be checking the My Voter page uh, anyway because we've got the presidential primary coming yes. up on Tuesday. Yes. So that's mvp.sos.ga.gov. I actually did just 
post that on my Facebook page if people want to go. I interrupted you, but say it again. Say what that no, website is again. You're fantastic, Monica. It's so great to have people getting engaged. You know, it's Saturday afternoon. We've got folks who are getting ready for a fun evening. And here we are talking about grand juries and civic <laughs> duty. So and and pe- a, a champion. And so much of it is just logistics. That's why I post stuff like that, because you don't know where to vote and people won't go. So if it's very easy to be like, oh, this is how I find out exactly where I need to go. It doesn't take you long. And the the people don't realize that the full the ballot is everybody who qualified to run. So so it's not just like five people on the ballot, the way there are only five people in the debate stage. There's like ten people on the ballot. So you can actually vote for your favorite. So there's a lot there that is uh, Tuesday is the Georgia primary. It's a good time to go to that website and and that's where you can find the state senator who uh, represents you. Right. Um, we have 56 state Senate districts in Georgia, so you'll, you'll be in one of those Senate districts, and you'll be able to find that person, send them an email, and say, hey, I'm concerned about this grand jury bill. I think we should have more power for citizen review rather than less, and see what he or she has to say. So I also encourage folks to uh, check out the video that you posted of, of the testimony and really talk to your friends and neighbors about what you want out of public safety. Because too often we look at this as a question of, you know, we only we only care about it when there is a high profile shooting, like a David Hooks or a Caroline Small. You yeah. Fifty nine year old grandfather. I think you and I have talked about this before, Monica. A fifty nine year old grandfather shot dead in his own home on a search warrant being executed late at night, a no knock raid. You know, that shouldn't have happened. Nobody wants that to have happened. And I think if we can get together and agree, that's just not what we want our government to look like. That goes a long way in really just unifying behind something positive. Because and it's you know, just so easy to get polarized during these these kind of election seasons. What's interesting to me is I I feel like there's very little control on, you know, the further away it gets from you, the federal government, the further away, uh, the more centrally controlled, the less power you have, the rest you can, le- less you can trust it. But uh, at this level, I remember last year you did a lot to alert. There were there were several uh, alarming bits of legislation, and the no knock raid was one of those things that I think because of your work and I talked about it on the air. People, it was actually that blog post what that I talked about that on was my most hit blog post uh, of the year because people really really care about that local issue and they stopped it. And I and I feel like you have a lot of power at the local level to stop what I consider these little these little mo- uh, modules of the police state of the surveillance state. They they pop up in your local legislature and you can actually stop it there. If it's federal, I think it's a lot harder. I, I marched against Obamacare three times. It didn't do any good. But this did a lot of good. And, and I think that is important, uh, especially you know, you want you want the accountability because even if they're good faith actors, the accountability keeps it that way. Well, you're absolutely right. And I think one one mistake that some people have made, you know, when we were talking about this in the House was thinking this is an anti cop position. It's the furthest thing from that. You know, all of the law enforcement officers I know absolutely hold themselves to a very high standard of honor. And they know that if, if they or one of their fellows does something wrong, they want to be judged like anyone else. They they are comfortable with, with that standard. And so this is about making sure that in individuals, that, that officers have the power and not prosecutors who do this all day, every day, and might be encouraged to make some decisions that 
that don't reflect the will of the community. Like you, you said with the David Hooks case, we can make a difference on the local level. And one of the ways that we've traditionally been able to do that is the grand jury by a group of citizens who don't work for the government coming together and saying, yeah, we think this guy should go to trial or no, we don't think that guy should go to trial. That's why I call the grand jury the sanity check. Yeah. So that's why HB 941 is so dangerous. It takes that sanity check that has to be in the hands of the citizens and gives it to the prosecutor who, you know, it's hard to do a sanity yeah. check on yourself. Yes, it's it. The checks and balances are important. I, I am going to have to go to a break, Catherine. So I want to wrap it up and I want to uh, ask you, I've noticed, uh, I've mentioned before, you are often running for office because for the very reasons that you show up at the legislature and identify these uh i i assume it's for the same reason just to to make sure uh keep an eye on things make sure that the that the laws are constitutional are you i know that you're running for something tell me what it is and when i'm I'm running for state representative here in House District 80, which is Brookhaven, Sandy Springs, and Chambly. I've got the Republican primary on May 24th and then the election on November 8th. And really, I know this stuff can sound a little boring sometimes, but I love paying attention to it. I want to be able to pay attention to this so that everybody can go ahead and, and live their lives in peace and happiness and not have to worry about terrible shootings and officers and loved ones not coming home at night. Well, I really we want a world free of that. I count on you, Catherine, to uh, to bring out in a very understandable way in the videos that I've seen from you presenting uh, on these bills. And I appreciate that. And thank you very much for coming on. And if anybody wants uh, to, this is Catherine Bernard. You can check out, I've got some, this video on my website, monicaparejo.com. And uh, what's your website, Catherine? It's bernardlawoffices.com. You can also check out friendsofcatherinebernard.org. And thank you for everything you do, Monica, keeping everyone up to date and hope everyone has a great Saturday night. Okay, good night, Catherine. Good afternoon. And uh, I'll be wrapping it up right after the break. This is Monica Perez. It got me excited because this would truly be both an adventure and a learning experience. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We really had a jam-packed show today. Talking about the primary, Georgia primary is on Tuesday. And amazingly, I threw out that I thought that there was something a little fishy about how Trump gets just really hundreds of millions of dollars of free advertising from the media. And I was overwhelmed with calls of people uh, sensing something was up. So that was a very lively conversation. And then we had a couple of local libertarian items. The Libertarian Convention, the party convention, is going to be here in, uh, in Marietta a week from today. There's a contested Senate uh, race, so you're actually going to choose who gets on the ballot. And also, uh, this is where uh, they um, you know, talk about wh- who's going to get on the ballot for the all 50 states in the presidential election. So go to my website, monicaparejo.com, for more information on the convention on Saturday. We also heard from Catherine Bernard about a very serious uh, bill that you're going to want to learn more about, HB 941, also on my website. So normally I'm on Saturdays from 3 to 6. I make room for uh, Georgia sports, so I'm off next week, but we can continue this conversation. Tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.